So, welcome to the pilot episode of the Culture Trumpet um, podcast. First time we've done this, so you can probably expect a bit of a shambles. And As per. I mean, every I think every single one's going to be a shambles. I think it probably is. Uh, yeah, we're unlikely to see much improvement, to be perfectly no, honest. No. Um, but what we're hoping to cover is culture, obviously. Um, so, movies, TV music, art, wherever we kind of see anything that's interesting going on. Anything that's interesting to us that might not necessarily be interesting to you. Yes, absolutely. So, so strap in. Yep, bear with us. And uh, any complaints uh, sent to Dan, that's fine. No. Dan is the other person, by the way. I'm Mark. Um, so <laughs> we're here. <laughs> that was. I thought that was a really smooth introduction. You can tell, very polished and, and well-practiced. It's not like we... Yeah, and genuinely didn't practice so <laughs> hence why it's a shot um so in general yeah just general culture stuff and anything that we can shoehorn into that bracket however tenuously it might be um on a kind of let's say weekly but it might be fortnightly it might be monthly i mean that's a commitment man i mean it, you know I'm, I'm not willing to make that commitment just at yet, some point in the future there might be a second one at some point <laughs> <laughs> um so yes yeah, so Introducing ourselves, I'll I'll introduce myself. I'm Mark. Um, I run the SteelbookBlu-ray.com website, uh, which has been going for a few years now. Um, and I originally, a few months ago, started a new website, CultureTrumpet.com, which um, partly through my impatience and, and partly through a uh, just not really having much time to to get things up and running properly didn't really take off but i liked the general idea of a more general purpose culture news views reviews website uh than than the steelbook one which was a little bit obviously too uh, narrowly focused so i'm kind of keeping the name alive in effect there's a little section on the steelbook website that that we'll still use from time to time uh for for non steelbook stuff um but with a a, a reminder from dan because i had originally mentioned a, a possibly doing a podcast a, a few months ago dan gave me a gentle nudge and, and asked if I, that was still something i was thinking of uh and so here we are and for his sins here he is as well helping it's because i was the idiot that suggested an idea of a second website yeah and, and yeah. i'm very good at bothering people because I like being involved with things. Yeah, it's all uh, like suggesting something when you're not having to do it. Oh yeah, easy. Mm-hmm. It's a day in my life. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... So yeah, segueing into that, I'm Dan. I'm somebody who bothered Mark because I like his website. Thank you very much. And um, yeah, I just... I, I have the nouse to record things, so that's why I'm here. I have lots of thoughts on things. I like the sound of my own voice. I'm the perfect podcaster. Apart from the first one there, uh, me too. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've many opinions. Anyone who follows the Twitter account for the website will know that. Not all of them uh, you may agree with and not all of them movie-related. Um, but I certainly do like the sound of my own voice. Um, so that, And I don't know how to record the stuff, but... That's what Dan's for. So it's, just, you know. it's an age thing. It's an age thing. Don't worry, Mark. Yeah, thank you very much. Okay, so for those listening to the podcast, there may be some shits and buggers, but if there's any, we will bleep it. Um, so just yeah, be sensible if you're letting young people listen to it. So with cinemas 
properly back open now around the UK. Um, both Mark and I had a little chat, obviously, around what we should probably talk about. And uh, we're not going to go start talking about Shang-Chi unless you do want to at some point, Mark, because it's no. a bit, a bit out no. of date at the moment. But yeah. James Bond, No Time to Die, is finally in the cinemas. And from what I've seen, it's doing quite well. Mark, discuss. Okay. Yes, it is. Um, Shang-Chi, sorry, just we're not going to discuss it in detail, but I think that, that I was... I just said we're not going to talk well, about that. You, should have, you shouldn't have mentioned it, cause <laughs> I'd for, because I'd forgotten all about it, tellingly. Um, that was a good kind of intro, I think. I think it was important for one of the big studios to, to stick their head above the parapet and put a big film out. Black Widow did come out prior to that. Let's just it, throw that it, in there. It did, but it also went on to streaming. Valid point. So and this, was, a, this, this was Disney's first non-dual release, I guess I want to call for it. For a while, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, you're absolutely right. So that that was an important test. Black Widow came out, it had a stonking first weekend and then dropped off pretty rapidly after that. Um, obviously, they'll have made their money back because of the premium access on Disney+, Plus, but mm. it, it wasn't what you would call one of their biggest hits. I think Shang-Chi for the circumstances has done incredibly well obviously similar to a black panther i think it probably managed to bring in maybe a new segment of the audience mm-hmm. uh, that may have felt underrepresented before um it had some fantastic action all it the good did stuff it right it didn't I, who who are we to comment but it didn't feel like it patronized demographics yes and yeah. from what i've read because again who are we to comment? It sounds like it's been received incredibly well. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, you're right. We're kind of speaking from a, a place of what the fuck do we know? But, mm. but you know, in, in general terms, I think it, it's done... Uh, it did as good a job for kind of Asian representation and audiences as, as Black Panther did for, yeah. for, for, for Black audiences and, and representation. So, so I think that's great. And... As a film, very enjoyable. Pretty good. Um, some good bits in it. Um, some pretty funny stuff with with a certain returning character. Definitely gonna. It's it's it does make a an impact into where Marvel Marvel Cinematic Universe is going. So yeah, if if you've not watched it because you don't want to, you really should actually. Absolutely. It, he he is going to be quite big, I think, I th- I, in yeah. the coming phases. I agree, I agree. And, and it's done well, and it deserves to do well. So so that's the end of us not talking about Shang-Chi. Um, <laughs> well, no, we kept that one short, nice one. <laughs> yeah, so mo- moving on to Bond. James Bond, no time to die. Back to my original point. Yeah, I, I think I think the I think there was a risk at some at one point that it might go to streaming. Certainly, when there was all the the um, activity of, of Amazon taking over MGM, I think Eon did a, a good job of kind of you know sticking the heels down and saying no, we're, we're going to stick to the cinema release for this. Um, but there's there's there is a theme in the film that yeah. may have been a bit tone deaf. Or received as tone deaf had yeah. it had been released during the height of the pandemic. And I yes. won't say any more on that. So I think, in terms of Eon holding it, it yeah. looks like it's paid off with the numbers. Absolutely. Absolutely. The the numbers are looking quite good. I mean, I think worldwide it's done just under 400, 450 million. Um the budget we could probably guess at being around 200 million, maybe slightly more. Uh, and then normally the the kind of rough rough guide is to double that 
to um, get all your marketing and everything. So it would have needed to have made at least 400 million to break even. So they, they may not be kind of popping the champagne corks at the minute, but I think they're certainly going to be relieved. I'm um, sure it will though soon. And it, and it's oh yeah, and it, and it's still to be released in China. I don't know how Bond generally goes down in China, but that's still to come later later this month. I think in next week. Um, and obviously, then you you know you got your home video markets. It's always a good seller on the home home video. So I think all in all, that was a good choice. Um, you're right around the storyline. Um, I think they also you know. Other films and, and studios may have gone, well, look, let's do a bit of editing. Let, let's kind of yeah. maybe clean that up a little bit. Let's do some reshoots, whatever, because they've, they've it, obviously it's, had the time. It's too much of James, this particular film. It would have been too much to yeah. have redone what, well, it's the whole thing. Yes, exactly. So, but, but you know, a studio, any other kind of film where they'd had this kind of a year, essentially, mm. um, may well have been tempted to go back in and start tinkering and, and so on. So I think congratulations and, and pats on the back for everyone to kind of stick in with the film that they made and just waiting for the right time. And it looks like it's been, it was the right time. It was, it was worth it as well for, for a fan. I'm, <laughs> I'm not a huge Bond diehard fan, mm. but growing up, seeing the trailers in the cinema going, oh, that looks big and flashy and mm. exciting and loud. Mm. This one delivered on that. It was obviously Daniel Craig's last one, so yep. they went out with a bang. Yep. It's it's it, it was a nice way to round off his 15-year tenure. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. His last film, um, also the 25th in the series overall, um, so just kind of a, a a good, you know, link together for those two, and I, I think people were ready for, you know, a a a, a big, quote unquote, British because obviously it's a British company, but you know, American money, but a, a British film to kind of get them back in. And you know where you are with Bond, ultimately. Yeah, no matter it, which actor's playing it, you know where you are with Bond. You're going to get cars, you're going to get guns, you're going to get it. explosions. That's it. The, the plot, does it really matter? I mean, this one had a plot. It did, it did. Um, and I know, you know, uh, Quantum of Solace gets a lot of stick for, for the script issues, uh, which they had because they were, they were in production in the middle of a writer's strike. Uh, and obviously Spectre... Is is not as good as Skyfall, um, but I think the five films as a whole are in, the the kind of work to improve each other. If you know what I mean, yeah. Because the the kind of plot threads that this picks up from from all the films, but but certainly it, I was from quite surprised how in how the other films were picked up and yeah, it, it does tie it off very nicely. Actually, it does, and I was it's like that. watching them again afterwards because I'd, I'd already kind of done a run through over the last few weeks anyway just before watching this one and then after this one finished I, I actually went back to Quantum of Solace again and it was just like Do you know it's actually it's a good film mm. I mean you know it, it's it's not a great film and it and of of the five Craig films it's the weakest but there are bits that are set up in Quantum of Solace which then are obviously lead into things like Spectre, you know, where, where Quantum is is one of many groups under mm-hmm. Spectre kind of thing, and 
and we see more of Mr. White and, and his involvement in everything and all that kind of thing. And then, yeah, and then this this one just kind of wraps everything up. Uh, we were the, like, it's a, it's an actual end to an arc, which has never happened before with Bond. No, and I, I think we'd had conversations prior to going in to seeing it that I wonder if we get ideas as to, is it just a number? Is it just a name? Yeah. And are any of it connected? And again, I don't want to spoil it. Um, watch it and see if you pick them up. Yeah. Certainly some of those questions are answered in a really, in a neat way. Subtle. Subtle, subtle, yeah, 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 and I think you know there was a lot of thing beforehand going. Oh, it's going to be, you know, a female Bond, and it's like, you know, or you know, they can't, you know, there's a, there's a, it's a black woman playing Bond, and it's well, no, obviously it's not, is it? Don't be a dickhead. It's yeah. it. They they are. Why, why would it matter if it was? Well, there is that, but it's like. It's within the universe. We've already known that there can be a 006 because there was a 006 in Goldeneye. Exactly. There was a 009 mentioned in Spectre because Bond stole his car. You know, so it's like the fact, you know, Bond isn't the only Bond agent kind of thing. So, so yeah, it, it sets up, it answers some of those questions. It leaves some of them hanging. And I guess it will be interesting because they've spent so long making this five film arc for the next one will they go back to these kind of standalone adventures which have got no bearing on the next one or will they go well this worked really well so we're new actor and everything but we're going to do that again Hmm. we're going to plan out a, a series you know three or four or five however many of interlinking stories and, and try that again because it worked really well this time. Um, so, yeah, I'm interested to see where they go with it now. What do you think of... When you were back in the cinema itself then, Yeah, how was that kind of experience with a crowd and, and all that? It was exciting. Uh, yeah. One, because it was, uh, like I say, a big blockbuster. Yeah. Um, secondly, it was nice to see something so busy. Yeah, um, yeah. Be, being where, where I'm from, rules are still not as relaxed as other places in the UK. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to see that there was a, a big draw. But one one thing that I have been annoyed at with the cinema in the last the last few occasions I've been to is the amount of talking, rustling, and uh, people on their phones in the theatres that yeah. I've I've never experienced before. And so so much to the point where people in our group and other people in the cinema have turned around and been quite blunt yeah. to these people. And maybe that's because we've been spoiled with watching things at home. I think I think that's the case, yeah. yeah. But I can't remember in you know my years of going to the cinema um, people being that blasé about annoying everyone. But that's yeah. just an aside. <laughs> no, I, I get that. I get that. I mean, this this wasn't the first one I, I, I've seen kind of back in the cinema. Um, I, I did... Go and see Under Duress, uh, Peter Rabbit 2. You told me you loved it and it was the best thing you've ever seen in the cinema, so don't give me that crap. <sighs> I'm a James Corden fan, what can I tell you? Oh, um, that's, not, that's not staying in. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I've also seen A Quiet Place 2. Nice. Um, so, which was good in the kind of that, that kind of it's the kind of film you want to see with the crowd, you know? Um, so, both of those were interesting. Obviously, Kids in the Peter Rabbit film are a little bit restless and so on, but they which is okay, which is fine. That's what you expect. The problem I had, the biggest, the biggest annoyance I had, and with this, I can't, I haven't even planned this. It's going to segue beautifully. 
during Halloween Kills, mm. which uh, I saw a couple of days ago, people were people brought the contents of Tesco to <sighs> to the, and it was it was to the point where people were turning around and going, "Why are you here?" You're, you're, you're not watching it. You're not enjoying it. And there were people laughing at certain certain scenes that weren't funny mm. and talking quite loudly during some really suspenseful moments. And that yeah. really ruined it for me. So I am very much looking forward to seeing that again yeah. in the comfort of my own home. Definitely. It's a weird one, you know. I think as, as much as I was chomping at the bit to see No Time to Die in the cinema and June is next on my list... There is a lot to be said for watching a film at home without dickheads around you, basically. A hundred percent. And again, I think that's down to we've been spoiled over the last two years that some big things have been released for you to watch at home. Yeah. And but I mean, would would I would I would I've liked to have seen Halloween Kills at home before going to the cinema? Probably not, mm. because. That's that's one of the releases this year that I've been the most excited to see, mm-hmm. and it suffered because it was the middle of a trilogy. Yeah, that it didn't progress much story, but boy, did it deliver on Michael Myers going around f-ing people up. Yeah, well, you're right. Yeah, it, it was one of those. I I thought that the 2018 film was absolutely fantastic. Um, this one, you're right. It 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 doesn't match the first one. Um, but, it, but, but, it, but but it picks up like I I went into it going I want uh, I want guts and gore yeah and I want you know I want to be scared. It's scary. It's not as scary as the original by no means, and it's it's nowhere. It's on par with 2018. 2018 wasn't boo scary. No, but there is an intensity to it. It doesn't stop. And Jamie Lee Curtis was saying this in interviews. It's it's intense from the moment it starts. Yeah. Because there's flashback scenes and you go back, yes. back into John Carpenter's original, which was really cleverly done. Really well done, yeah. And and then it just it just carries on. Yeah. The my issues with it were script I thought it was a bit poor. Yeah. Um their their commentary on gang mentality in the United States I thought was completely tone deaf and irrelevant. It it was just kind of Really, kind of evil dies tonight. Well, yeah, did it? No, but it, it was just really kind of like tone, tone deaf. I guess is the right phrase, but just right, like kind of thick headed, like so bluntly done. It was unsubtle. Yes. It was like a, a being smacked in the face with a with a with a brick of like, look how socially aware we are. We've got some commentary to make about about you know. Not really the franchise to be doing. It isn't. It isn't. And if you're going to do it, do it better than that. Mm. Or just don't bother. It doesn't need it. So either do it properly or don't bother. But I thought the intensities there, absolutely. They're not they're, they're not scary films to me. They're not scary films. But but the one that the 2018 one did and the one that this does is this relentless kind of tone and, and, and intensity to it. I thought the sequence near the beginning... Of, of him coming out of the burning house uh, with the fire crew was phenomenal. I mean, it was just like this unstoppable murder machine. <laughs> the bit that made me laugh, and I did chuckle to myself in the cinema, was he's obviously standing there with one of his um, the fire one of the fire guys' um, implements. Yeah, and then it pans to four or five different fire firefighters, each with a new 
weapon. Yes. And I was there going, that's going to be in you in a second. Yeah. Like one, one of them's there with an angle grinder kind of thing. That's one of them's it. there with an axe. And it's, but the bit that annoyed me the most about that is, one, it didn't go on as half as long as I think it should have. No, no. And two, it was mostly in the trailer, that. It was, actually. That wasn't a surprise sequence, really, was it? But I thought it was that was great. I, I loved that. It sets the tone that. as to what yeah, you're going to get with absolutely. him. Absolutely. And, and he is just mental yes, in this. Yeah. And I think, again, without giving away too much of the ending, I, I liked how the kind of... And it, 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 so I don't know if the dialogue's in the film, I can't remember, but there's certainly dialogue in, in the trailer about he kind of... The more he kills, the more he transcends, where he's almost like yes. he's becoming this kind of elemental force of nature. Which, to me, mm. is annoying, because I've said to all of my friends and everybody I've spoken to about this this reincarnation of the film is, yeah. I've liked... It's scary to me because it's quite grounded in reality in the sense of okay, this, yeah. is, this is a serial killer. Yeah, There's nothing movie monster about it. It's not It's not Freddy, it's not Jason, sure. it's not any of those guys. Okay. Um, a bit like Saw. He's a human being. Yeah, yeah. He's he's kidnapping people, he's, he's torturing people, he's murdering people. And that's what I liked about this incarnation of Halloween was mm. he's a bloke with a knife, hell-bent on making people die. Whereas this one, this sequel kind of makes Changes it... Changes it a little bit. There's Yeah, I guess there's a question or introduces the, the concept or possibility that there's maybe something more supernatural going on. And we'll find out next year yeah yeah no i understand i get what you mean i get what you mean personally i, I kind of like that he's whatever you do to him he's gonna get back up and fuck you up so which is just maybe that's just my kind of dark twisted sense of humor but yeah sure. but but yeah <laughs> but but i get what you mean no I, I understand what you mean i mean i i think for some some films i just think you need that crowd i mean as i said a quiet place 2 was was good for a scene in a cinema when i went to see bond it was packed i mean it was the sunday after it came out god knows how many times it was on in the same cinema i think they had it on three or four screens yeah it was the same same where i went it was everywhere yeah and throughout the you know half an hour sort of um after each other kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so it, that must have been taking up a good four or five screens. Easily, yeah. And it, w- it was packed out and, you know, people were laughing in the right places. There was kind of the oohs and the ahs kind of thing. Um, and it, you know, it, it went, it played really well. It played really well. And it, it's like, it was it was nice to be back in that. As annoying, yeah, yeah. As annoying yeah, as as annoying as, as, as people can be with the snacks and the rustling in the phones, and they can be really annoying. Uh, uh, to be fair, I think for me, well, certainly from where I could see where I was sat, once the trailers and ads were over, people put the phones away. Well, I, I need to move then, clearly, because <laughs> it was a nightmare, and it still it still bugs me. Yeah, no, that it is. It, it's. Do you know what it is? It, I find it really. Um, Oh God! What's the, hang on a minute? It's um, un oh, fuck me. What's the word? Disrespectful. For me, for me, when there's people with the phones and they're chatting away, and in the past I've had people answering the phone, right? And I just find it really disrespectful. Mm. Not not just to other people who are in the cinema trying to watch the film. They've paid their ten or fifteen quid or whatever it might be if it's a fancy seat. To, to watch it, right? Yeah. Plus the snacks and all the rest. But to the filmmakers as well, you know, you've got yeah, you've got people who've not just the stars, but you've got 
the, 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 the set people, the camera people, the tea ladies, whoever it might be, have worked really f***ing hard to make this film all around the world, etc., for your entertainment. You've now paid your money and you're sat in a room full of other people who paid your money. The least you could do is shut up for two hours and watch. I think I think it comes from sometimes a, a level of entitlement that I have paid my money, therefore I will view it how I wish. Yeah, well, f- f- watch at home then. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, it Again, does really f- annoy me. Sorry for the not- language here. The, the bleeper machine is going to be going over time. <laughs> so... Again, you say at home, it's a lovely segue maybe into the last couple of little bits of commentary on our first pilot episode. Yes. We've had a little chat about some things we should talk about and moving to Disney+. Plus. Yes. Uh, I've realised that the day that we've recorded this, which is the 19th, this will say how long it's taken us to edit it. Yeah, yes. As of the 19th of October, Only Murders in the Building has finished and I've got the two to watch. Okay. That's but okay. As... A TV show I knew nothing about, mm-hmm. but I'm a big fan of Steve Martin. Yeah, I've thoroughly, I say thoroughly enjoyed. That's a bit strong. I thoroughly enjoyed the first two episodes. It right, petered off a little bit, okay. and now it's just picked right back up yeah. again. Yeah, I have loved the whole thing. I I saw this morning that they'd actually dropped the final two episodes um, together, so uh, I was able to watch one before work. Uh, and I've got the last one still to watch, which I'll be watching Brilliant. tonight. I, so I'm sure that if we do number two, yeah, we will we'll talk discuss. about it properly then. I think it's been fantastic. I knew nothing about it. I think I was vaguely aware that it was being made. You know, I was you, aware you that get Steve these Martin and Martin Short were working together. Yeah, but in what capacity, I didn't know until my wife and I sat down, scrolled through Disney Plus, I went, "Ooh, I think I know what this is. Yeah. Let's give it a go." That's it. So. I mean, I've been kind of unaware of what they've been up to for a while, but apparently they 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 work together all the time. They've been kind of as as a almost a double act. They do like stage shows and stuff. Okay. I think there's a special on Netflix, which is them doing a, a like a comedy show on stage. Okay. Um But they're kind of firm friends, and they have been for years. And I think this kind of project came along that gave them the chance to work together on on a TV show. So I kind of I, I vaguely remember reading. Yeah, that they were doing something on a, a new project. And then, like you, I just kind of turned on Disney Picked Plus one day and I said, oh, this, I like those two. And, and you're right. It's like, that, that looks interesting. And the first couple, brilliant. And I've, I've kind of loved it all the way through. I think the, the episode from a couple of weeks ago, the silent episode... That was v- was brilliant. There's been a few episodes of television recently that I've I, they've done a, a, a trope like that. Yeah. It's like it, it was meant to look like a one shot or there's a been a, a gimmick, let's say. Yeah, yeah. And once you clock on, you go ha 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 ha. That, and and you know that one really. I don't know if you you're familiar with Inside Number Nine. Is that a show you big watch? Fan, big so fan. So that that season one episode, A Quiet Night In, with the two mm. burglars who are trying to break in. Yeah. And fantastic. A, and again, that's almost silent. I believe that's the first episode. Was it the first one? I have a feeling that I remember starting to watch it, and it was that one. Yeah. So I think I I wondered. I was watching the early murders, thinking, I wonder if they've seen Inside Number Nine and kind of got <laughs> got the idea from that. But I think the way it's done, very cleverly very done. Clever. Even if they got inspiration from Inside Number Nine, they kind of made a great spin on it. Well, um, the, the the bit that, that made me chortle and snort was the Scrabble game 
and we won't say any more. The scramble game in that episode is absolutely hilarious. It's just it's it's just fantastic. I have really enjoyed it. I read I think the other day it's been picked up for season two. That was going to be my next question because I have I haven't seen anything about it, so it'd be curious. I believe I believe it has. Having not seen the ending, obviously I've no know how that's yeah happen. exactly. Um, but anything they do, I'll watch. I, I I would think that somebody else would get murdered then. Potentially. Because they're only investigating only murders in the building. building. Yeah, unless they do a thing where it's almost like an anthology, where it's the, a completely different thing, but it's just those two. It has it has to be Martin and Short. Y- yes. Yeah. Exactly. So I wonder if um, they'll either it's either a very murdery building, or, <laughs> or they or they give them something different. It, it's it's worth watch if you've oh, not started. Def- it. it's absolutely. It's, absolutely. It's not particularly grown up either. There's there's some swearing, but I thought it was quite tween. Yeah. Tweeny. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's it's not like a. There's a bit of swearing and, and violence, but nothing that a teenager couldn't handle. No. And I think I, I like the script. It's got a kind of very whimsical kind of script with with some nice kind of punning. Um, dialogue and things like mm. that, you know, and and again, Martin Short and and Steve Martin, you can just I just, just watch them anytime. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And you can, and you can tell they're mates. Absolutely, it, 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 they play off each other. Even scripted, you can tell that the timing's just been there from decades of working together. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And 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 also on Disney Plus, um, why the Last Man has been cancelled before season one has even ended. Glad I didn't start it. Oh, do you know it's good? It's good. The first couple of episodes, there's a lot to get through. Obviously, in introducing all the characters, um, but it's a nice kind of uh, uh, take on, on on the kind of post-apocalyptic uh, sci-fi. Um, I've never read the comic book, so I, I don't know how accurate that is or what changes they've made. But but I thought it was great, and and fingers crossed it'll get picked up by someone else and. And we'll get to see more. Um, so yeah, that's a bit of a shame that that's ended. But you know, that's. Uh, so what have we got to look forward to now in the next couple of months? We've got Dune coming out now. Yep. Um, um, we've got When Is Stranger Things. I think is into next year, isn't it? On Netflix, that's not quite yet. It's a bit bit too far ahead. It for this is. Part. Yeah. <laughs> we'll cut that piece. Um, <laughs> No, that's staying in. Oh, thanks. Um, I, do you know? I'm I'm not sure. I, I think, like a lot of people, in terms other than kind of the the big oh Ghostbusters in November. Uh, do you know, I've, you've, you've just said that, and I've gone Eternals, Spider Man No Way Home. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah those kind of big blockbusters, <laughs> the big big stuff. Yeah, but yes, Ghostbusters out next month. Yeah, which. I'm seeing is getting mixed, but I'm I'm still I'm still going to go see it, and I think I've only read one bad review okay it was hideously bad and i think the guy who wrote it is a moron <laughs> because it just seemed like i don't know i don't know what the problem was with it honestly I, I think it was a guardian review um and they gave it one out of five and i, I think i saw that a slimy stinking corpse of a sequel did you watch the wrong one? I, I don't know what the guy's problem is. Honestly, don't know what the guy's problem is. And 
I, I don't know. There, there's a bit where, um, I'll just quote a little bit here. Consider the casual cowardice of a script that uses its own mythology to subtly erase 2016 all-girl reboot from the canon, giving the rage-choked trolls carpet-bombing IMDb with zero-star ratings the vindication they've always craved. What? I don't know. That's, that's interesting. I mean, is it... <sighs> I say 2015 early, so I'm glad you corrected it. 2016 film, it, I didn't ever think it was canon. No. So that's an. It, I know when we when all the fans watch it, I'm sure they'll pick up on that part. Yeah, but I mean, I, I it's, pro- it's probably it's probably a dig more than a. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, you're right in terms of the 2016 film. I don't think it was canon. I mean, there were cameos from some of the actors, but they weren't playing their original characters, right? No. And for what it's worth, I liked the 2016 film. I thought it was for what it, for what it was. For what it, it was, was, it was good fun. It was funny, funny cast. Chris Hemsworth was fantastic as the secretary, right, receptionist, whatever. I thought for what it was, it was absolutely fantastic. But this review, I mean, I'm not going to name the guy because I don't want to give him we're the publicity. You were better than that, <laughs> Charles Bramsko. Um But yeah. I just read this review and I thought, what what film did this guy see? Because all the other reviews, I'm sure there have been some that have been middling, but all the other reviews have been either generally or very positive. I've I've seen mostly it. It picks up very well into the story of the original two. Yeah. Um. It it please it'll please the fans where it needs to a bit like the Jurassic World sequels. Or yeah. The Jurassic World franchise films. Yeah. But it's its own movie. It introduces new folk, new blood into the franchise. Yep. And it should have come out a long time ago, and I can't wait to see it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing as well. I mean, sequels ultimately have got to move on. As much as it's nice to get the references and maybe a cameo yeah. from, from old cast members, and it looks like we'll get that from what we've seen in the trailer. But it, ter- it, it turns into like a Peter K. live stand-up show, the 80s. Do you remember that? Yeah, remember that? exactly. Bread, bread. Remember that? Remember that? It's got to move on. It's got yeah. to move on. And so, you know, if, if, they, if they're going to have these characters come back as little cameos, that's perfect. And, and you, I'll never say no to, to Bill Murray appearing in a film, right? No. But ultimately, you're right. They're, they're not going to be leaping around 30-odd years later, j- jumping in and out the car and running up and down the stairs. You know what I mean? I mean, I'd like to see it. Well... I mean, obviously, it would be quite a slow-paced film, um, yeah. but but yeah, I think people. They, I mean, this is maybe getting into a discussion for another time. But there's a certain area of fandom that, if they don't get exactly what they want, they'll kick off. They will kick off, and we've seen it, haven't we? With you know, Star Wars, Star Wars: The Last Jedi, yeah. the best Star Wars film. Um, We've seen it with so many others and Ghostbusters again. The 2016. If they don't get their own way, then that's it. They'll just stomp and have a screaming fit. Exactly. You know. Welcome to the world. We live in the world where anyone can post an opinion on online uh, and make podcasts. Yeah, and that's what we're I doing know. with our opinions. These are the entitled wankers. So yeah, and then I think, as you said, we've got Spider-Man coming up, which. You know, all the rumours are out there. I think there's, you know, there's not much else we can add to that. Uh, but I'm certainly looking forward to it. Yes. Um, and in terms of the multiverse stuff, obviously we've been introduced to that a little bit in in uh, Wonder Vision slightly. Loki. Loki. 
was Massively. brilliant. I thought that did not go the way I was expecting it to go as the no. series went on. Um, I, th- I thought they did a really good job of kind of hiding the the overall direction it was going in. And, until the, the two at last episodes, yeah. uh, it was very much a, uh, I don't know where this is going to pay off yeah. or how it's going to pay off. Yeah. But yeah, again. And it, and it paid off brilliantly. It's one of those ingenious, and I can't even call it Disney genius, <laughs> genius marketing ploys where you really need to have eyes on both the Disney Plus exclusives yeah. and the cinematic releases yeah. because they're catching up at an alarming rate. Yes, yeah. Um, so I thought, Loki, you're right. It, the, you just didn't know where it was going to end up. But, no, but the, over the, the last couple of episodes, just really just hit hit fantastically and series two of that at some point yeah and but again that's going to be interesting because that's that's not going to be coming along until after spider-man after doctor strange which are obviously those two i i suspect are going to work very closely together in terms of in terms of a multiverse storyline to to cover both films and Mm. then obviously we've got kang appearing in uh, Ant Man three. Ant Man, yeah. So we've got we've almost got a another trilogy of films covering the multiverse stuff, and then at some point Loki. So that'll be interesting to see where Loki goes because spoilers the at the end of Loki that ends on uh, a cliffhanger where he's not back where he started. Yeah. So I think they're setting up Phase Four. Obviously, they've got like the Captain Marvel sequel and a couple of other "quote unquote" regular sequels, but I think with the multiverse stuff, they've clearly got an uh, you know a multi-film arc across three separate sub-franchises. It's going to be mental if they pull it off. It's, it's going to be expensive to go and see them. It is, it is. But you know what they did with the first three phases was was incredible. Yep. In terms of how they kind of stuck it, stuck the landing kind of thing. Long may it continue. Yeah, I think um, God knows what goes on inside Kevin Feige's brain, but um, it needs preserving in a jar. It, it's, it's amazing that he's still... It's, not, it's no surprise that he's still the, the lead, but it's amazing that it's all come from one person Really, on paper, anyway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, no, it's been fantastic. So yeah, we we're definitely in for a, a good ride there. Eternals, of course. Yeah, that's an interesting one. The trailers look good. Don't get me wrong, but I'm kind of still not quite sure where that's going to go and how it's going to fit into the overall. I'm sure series. we'll be able to talk about it in the next episode if we've seen it in time. That's true. That is very true. But we're giving we're, playing, we're giving our hand away too quick. We are. <laughs> but no, I think that'll be an interesting one to see how that kind of introduces a whole bunch of entirely new characters in one go. Yeah, and and really established actors. Yeah. You know, you set some high Angelina Jolie. Yeah. A couple of the gents from Game of Thrones. Yep. Um it's going to be, again, they have to explain why they never interfered yes. in anything for thousands of years yeah. very, very well, or I'll be not happy. They yes, better it's have gonna, it's gonna be good. a bloody good excuse. Um, but I was busy. <laughs> I was catching up on, I don't know, only murders in the building. Um, I wonder, uh, you're right about the actors. I think the, the, they're managing to really get some incredible actors in. And I wonder if, you know, 
early on some of them may be a little bit sniffy and snooty about it. But well, Angelina Jolie turned down a role of Wonder Woman. Oh, did she? I read that recently. Okay, right. And obviously that went on to be very, very successful. Yes, yeah. Um, so I do wonder if she thought, oh, maybe superhero movies are the way to go. Maybe so, maybe so. We'll find out in November. We will, we will. I think they're doing a really good job, though, with with the, with the casting. So as you say, the Angelina Jolie, they've got Michael Douglas in for Ant-Man. Which is still, still blows my mind. That is great. Now... There's, I, I read a rumour the other day that Bill Murray might be in Ant-Man 3. Interesting. Which, rumours, right? But, sure. But you know, our, our sources tell us kind of thing. <laughs> but it wouldn't surprise me the way they're going with some of the other talent. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so yeah, they're, they're not messing around, Marvel. Uh, you know, when they when they want an actor or a certain director, and like they got Chloe Zhao and you know Oscar winner Chloe Zhao, mm. you know when they want certain talent, they they go out and get it. And I think something also tells me that they really learnt from the backlash around Edgar Wright with Ant Man, because he's such a fan favourite that when he left, you know, so publicly over the creative differences, and there was a big kind of fan backlash mm. around that. And and luckily, I think Peyton Reed did a brilliant job with Ant Man. Uh, he really saved that film from what could have been quite a messy kind of breakup. Sure. Um, and I think they've learned that maybe they should trust their directors a little bit more. Give them the freedom yeah. to, you know, if you you need to end up at point B. Yeah. As long as you get to it. That's it. You know, obviously it's got to look like a Marvel movie. You can't have, you know, heads flying off all over the place. But you're right, as long as you get to the point we need you to be at, how you get happy there is, is, is up to you. Yeah, happy days. So so that's looking promising. I think we've probably rambled enough at this stage. Um, as for a pilot. For a pilot. As, as we said, yeah, this is a kind of pilot. Um, you know, there, there was an idea and we've tried it out. So, so here we are. So I guess if you've listened, thank you. Yeah. Um, if you've not listened... Don't care. That's fine. That's fine as well. <laughs> that's your opinion. Yeah. That's your that's your prerogative not to listen yeah. to melts on the internet. <laughs> if you have listened, please do give some feedback. With this is literally this is almost a kind of a pilot. Yeah, a, technical run through experiment. experiment. We're checking the recording works. We're checking all these kind of things. So as much as anything, it's just a test run for us. If you've enjoyed it, let us know. If there are certain kind of uh, uh, things you want us to cover, let us know. We do have, if we continue, there will be a bit more structure to it. We have got some ideas on on how to make it a bit more bearable uh, to listen to so we don't waffle too much. But please give feedback. Always welcome. Mostly always welcome. Uh, And we reserve the right to ignore it as well. Exactly. And the thing I was thinking of earlier... We're doing this because we're f- it's it's a bit of fun. Yep. It's something that we're passionate in. We love film. We love stuff. Yep. Um, it's in our own time. It's done for free. You might not have the same opinions, but that'll generate conversation. Yes. And that's the most important thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, as I say, send feedback. Um, you know, follow the Twitter account. Um, please leave comments. That's fine. Um, if you've got questions, if you've got suggestions, 
we're open to it. Um, topics. Topics, exactly. Um, because we need content. We need content providers is what we are. <laughs> um, so we just need <laughs> telling what content to provide. <laughs> but, but no, if you have listened, really appreciate yes. it. Um, it's been it's been it's been a good first go, Mark. It's not been bad, has it? It's not been no, bad. Well, we haven't edited it yet, but we'll see. Yeah, and and it's gone without a single hitch. Yes, not and all the mistakes if you're not recording. The toilet, it's, it's not a single hitch. <laughs> Thank you very much we'll, for listening. We'll hopefully see you next time. Well, we'll see you. We're on the internet. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Smooth. <laughs>